Welcome, everybody. We are back with another episode of What's My Line. This is episode 36, and I am joined once again by the big hog himself, the awesome, the sometimes wild and crazy Chris Riley. How's it going, buddy? Oh, it's going good. It's going good. I um, I'm glad I'm back again. I think I've been. I think I've been on a couple couple in a row now. Oh wait, no, I skipped one. Yeah, this is the second second in a row. Second. Oh, row, okay. Yeah. 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 But I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, you're gone. You've gone hog wild. Hog wild. That's how quarantine's <laughs> going. <laughs> you know, somebody asked me, like, why do you call Chris the big hog? It's like I just do. Okay, get used to it. He's the big hog. All right. Yeah, that literally just started. Like that, because I, I think because I so tall. I think because you were the big dog. Hey, word. I still am the big dog. Okay. That's true. And then that one time when you moved away, you said that'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> Best goodbye ever. That was almost the last thing you ever said to me. Listen, that's going to be the last thing I ever say to you. Like if I if I, if I were ever to get like really sick. I'm gonna make it my last words. But like, I like uh, if it's like way, way in the future. Cause I don't plan to go anytime soon. But like, way into the future, I'm gonna be lying on my like deathbed. I'm gonna be asking somebody, "Hey, get me, get me Chris Riley. Why? Just get me him." You know, I was like, "Hey, Chris, come here. That'll do, pig. That'll do." <laughs> God damn it! I hate that this is that this is actually gonna happen, and I just don't know how to feel about it. Right, exactly. And if, and if I don't get a chance to say it, it'll be in my will. We want the lawyer agrees. Like, and Chris Riley, Chris left you this this thing. That'll do, big. That'll do. You just write it on a copy of Babe Two: Pig in the City. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it, it'd be on a copy of the uh, the awful movie that we watched. Uh, Wolves at the door. Oh. Wolves of the Door is is a classic. I don't even know what you're talking about. I if I if I didn't know that movie was real, I would I would think that we were kidding. But that movie's awful, terrible. Fever dream. <laughs> like, well, we were with uh, we were with our buddy Michael, and he he was like he's like oh that's the last restaurant they went to. Oh hey, that's what their house looked like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because the movie was about Sharon Tate, the last days of Sharon Tate. Yeah, and the whole time he's like, he's like, oh, I've been in that restaurant before. That's the last restaurant Sharon Tate went to. Oh, that's kind of where they live too. Oh, she's pregnant. Oh, this is a movie about Sharon Tate, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was uh, Katie Cassidy with Sharon Tate, and then the. One of the girls from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was one of her friends, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fitz. Or Simmons. Jen- Gemma Simmons. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yes, that is such a weird... I just, I just wouldn't believe that movie is real. It is. It, uh, I, don't know, I don't know the Rotten Tomatoes score by heart, but I know it's on a good one. So, there you go. I'm, I'm going to bring it up later in the episode. <laughs> uh, let's just get right to the episode so uh today we're going to be talking about a little bit of sports stuff as uh, robin pattinson news and a classic little anime so let's just jump into this robin pattinson thing um do you see the news or the interview that he he cut saying how he's not really going to work out for the role of batman which 
I, I first of all, I cannot believe this is headline news because for me, he was he was clearly trolling people, right? Did you did you get that? I didn't necessarily get that, but I just, I, I mean, I don't really know what's going on with it. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I just don't think he needs to be like, like stupid ripped. And like most, most of the heroes and like their origin movies, like the first movies they do, I mean, none of them are ever that big. The only one I can ever think of that, that's big is some of the DC heroes. Like Henry Cavill got just massive, absolutely massive for Man of Steel. And then Ben Affleck got big for Batman. But, like, if you look back at, like, older movies, I mean, he doesn't need to be that big. I don't think he needs to be this, like, hulking dude. So, I don't know. Like, I never I never thought that, like, growing up, I never thought, oh, Batman's this huge, hulk, like you said, this huge hulking dude. Like, he had the body of Thor. I never once made that comparison. Because, one, keep in mind, he's only he's going to be in a suit the entire movie, whether he's Bruce Wayne in a nice little tux, or he's in, or he's in the bat suit. Like, does he really need to be like ridiculously jacked? No. No, and 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 even if he was messing with people, he did it well. But I kind of read it, and I just kind of read it in passing, and I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. And then I saw that like people were like legitimately upset, and I was like, this is not the thing to get upset about right now. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like first of all, it's he could do whatever he wants to do during quarantine. It's his it's his prerogative. And mm-hmm. two, it this is such a dumb little detail to get upset over. Like this isn't going his physique is not gonna change it's not gonna make or break the movie. No, I just I don't I just I don't I don't see I don't see why it was a big deal at all. Yeah, like I, Granted, I think, because we were talking about, like, superhero origin stuff, like, obviously, Zachary Levi did have to get, like, because, you know, Shazam was this, like, big, like, big. hulking yeah. yeah. Some some characters have to be just just because of how they are. Like, Chris Evans got massive for, I mean, he wasn't in the first, like, he was, he was, he was, like, like ripped for the first Captain America, but I mean, he definitely got bigger as the series went on. But Captain America is another one where I'm like, yeah, he kind of needs to be big. But like, then not every not every character needs to be like that. And all honestly, I thought like younger Batman was like super like just kind of lean. like toned, yeah, like lean. I, I didn't think I didn't think he needed to be this, like big hulking dude. Which Rob Pattinson looks the exact same. Like he he looks like he's put on some muscle, but it doesn't look like he's like going away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I remember before, obviously before quarantine happened, there were pictures of him running with like the weighted vest. But he was already getting in shape. I mean, yeah, he doesn't like we're talking about. He doesn't need to be like muscular, like huge muscular guy, but lean. That's all. That's all you need. It's just such a it's such a weird thing that people are upset about. I just kind of like okay, I don't really care. Like they're probably not going to resume filming immediately, so they'll he'll probably have. I mean, even if he has. A month's notice. I mean, he can get back to where he was. Exactly. If he Remember, has time, like, I, st- I bet he's still working out, though. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, like, again, he trolls people in interviews. That's what he does. And okay. also, Warner Brothers hires when they when they hire people for these like big big budget uh, blockbusters. They do hire like a nutritionist, uh, a personal trainer for them. So once, like we were talking, once filming gets back going, that he's going to get right back to his routine. Yeah, I don't. I it, it'll be fine. And also, 
seriously, if 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 him not being too like muscular enough is the is the biggest issue with that problem, that's gonna be a good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. If we if we walk out of the Batman, which is now coming out in October 2021, if we walk out of that, like, oh man, the only problem with that movie is that he just wasn't jacked enough, and it's like, okay, well, that's a good thing. That means the movie is good. Right. It, it will mean it was a it was a good DC movie. So I whatever if that if that's seriously the biggest complaint I have, perfect. Sign me up. Uh, um, yeah, apparently they're going to start. The plan is for them to start filming again, like July, supposedly. So I guess we'll find out in like August what happens. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting when things start opening back up. And like um, one of my friends had brought up a couple weeks ago. He said it's going to be weird in like 12 to 15 months when there's no new media. And like I didn't think about it until I saw that. And I said, oh, shit. Like he's right. Like because everything – even with everything getting pushed back and everything, there is still going to be a little gap where like nothing comes out. Yep. So yep. it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll probably be next spring, I have to assume. Next spring will probably be pretty dry, but oh well. well I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. Like um... – the CW announced their their schedule and like all their shows are going to start in in uh, spring now. January. Yeah, yeah, the January season. Like now, the fall season is going to be the the last seven episodes of Supernatural. So I guess technically they do get a season sixteen, and then the rest. I don't know if you've been paying attention. Have you been noticing that the CW's been picking up all these other shows from streaming networks like uh, the Tell Me Tell Me a Story, Swamp Thing, so they can pad out their fall schedule. I saw that they picked up Swamp Thing. I, I did like that. Maybe, maybe they'll, maybe they'll make another season of Swamp Thing. I'd be fine with that. I, I think they would, like uh, depending on how ratings go. I think CW will probably pick it up if if it does well. I don't see why not. I mean, they they also got the rights to Constantine. Never made a second season of that, or even the second half of the first season. So I don't know. Well, I mean, Constantine's on that Legend show, and I think, I think they might do something with Constantine on HBO Max because they want to do it that Justice League Dark show. I'd be fine with that. That guy that plays, I forget his name, um, Matt Ryan. Yeah, yeah he um, he's he's really good as Constantine. I really like. Yeah, him. I, can't, I can't picture anybody else as Constantine now, and I, this is coming from somebody who actually liked the Keanu Reeves movie. Keanu Reeves. I was gonna say, I was like, you you actually like the Keanu Reeves movie. It's not that bad. It's it, it just just because he doesn't look like the he doesn't have the blonde hair. He doesn't like look like the comic book character. It's not a bad movie. I think people give it a, too much shit. Probably there's a lot of movies that people give too much shit though. That's just like that's just people just like to complain. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> that's what we do like half the time on here. <laughs> no, 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 we don't complain. We critique and we and we make analysis on certain topics. We don't just complain. We don't just bitch for no reason. That's fair. And we give reasons, I guess, typically about why we're... Yeah. That's the thing, yeah. We give reasons. We don't like... Like, the whole... Going back to the whole uh, Bat, uh, Robert Pattinson thing. Like there, There is a video of some online film pundit going crazy for 30 minutes calling our past an asshole for not, quote-unquote, working out. It's like, okay, dude. Chill your roll. Chill your roll. Comb your beard and relax, okay? Like I said, if that's the worst thing that happens, then cool. Perfect. Hey, also, Wolves of the Door, 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Woo! Woo! There you go. 
Audience score is twenty eight percent. What uh, what score would you give it? It, it? I mean, we had uh, we had drank a lot when we watched that movie because it was during we watched yeah, it at Comic Con week. That's the only time I ever really get to like see all of y'all is during Comic Con week. So like, I mean, we had we drank a lot, and so I didn't think the movie was that bad, but I was also not sober, so. I can't give it a fair judgment. Based off what I said, 28% is probably about right. I it's not the go, worst movie I've seen. It was watchable. I would go about 30%. Yeah, it was not, yeah. it was not it wasn't like it wasn't, it wasn't like just so bad I had we had to turn it off. Like we we sat we all sat down and like watched it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we watched it and we we had a Granted, we were like we were laughing a lot, but we had a good time watching the film. So there you go. Oh yeah, it's it's a good it's a good kind of like watch and like drink with your friends and kind of like um do like the um oh my god what's that movie what's that, like that series called um mystery science theater yeah yeah like that like if you just like just put it on just make fun of it it's 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 good in that sense yeah. So, uh, I mean, I can't recommend anybody listening to go watch Wolves at the Door. But, hey, if, if it's on, if you have, like, a beer or wine next to you, you know, enjoy yourself a good 20 minutes. Exactly. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, let's, uh, let's move on to our second topic. Uh, before we went on the air, you were telling about the, about the air, NLB situation with uh, the coronavirus. What's going on there? Okay, yeah, so I, I, like, my, like, main sport that I really, really watch um, is baseball. Like, I, I love baseball. I grew up on it. I grew up in Cincinnati, um, grew up going to Reds games, watching Barry Larkin and Ken Griffey Jr., and, like, that, like, they, like that's what my, like, my childhood was, because, like, the Bengals were garbage, so I, I didn't, I didn't want to really watch football growing up. We didn't have a basketball team. We didn't have a hockey team, like, anything like that, so I just, I grew up, like, on baseball, and then when I moved to Texas... Um, I'd kind of fallen off with it and then got into the Rangers. And so like, I'm, I, I, that's like my main sport I watch and then football's become my second now. But, um, so I am following a pitcher for the, uh, Reds named Trevor Bauer. And he has a, he has a pretty big social media presence, but one of the things that he's been bringing up and because he, he replies to a lot of fans, which is something I kind of appreciate because he, he isn't like a, he's not like a dick to everyone, but he is very like straightforward with people, which I always kind of like, like, but MLB proposed back in March that the players were only going to probably play 82 games, which is one game over half a season because you play 162 games every season. They told all the players, they went to the players union because they have an actual players union built. And they said, if you're only going to play half the season, we want all the players to take a 50% pay cut. The players union agreed. All the players decided to take a 50% pay cut if they played half the season. That's the deal that in place. Fair. That's the deal in place. That makes sense. So it came out that the um, the owners are basically trying to say that the players won't agree to the new terms. The players union won't agree to new terms. And that they're holding back baseball from coming back. So all the fans are very outraged about this. Looking into it, it looks like the owners want the players to take an additional 33% pay cut because they are going to have a loss of revenue this year alone. So one of those things that, like, the owners, 
if if they go over their projections for the year, all that money goes straight to the owner's pockets. If they go under, they take the loss that year. That's just kind of what comes with owning a, a multi-million or billion dollar franchise. Like, it's – every single franchise – I can't even remember. I want to say that the Marlins or the Rays are one of the um, smallest franchises in baseball, and I think they're still worth, like, several hundred million dollars. Um, so then you have, like, teams like, you know, like the Yankees and the Dodgers and stuff that are worth even more than that. So every single year, you know, they, they, they kind of take the gamble if you're going to go over and you're under. They usually end up making their money plus more. So that since they're going to have a loss of profits due to either fans not being in the stands or there being a limited number or if they have to go and play in a different facility or whatever, they're asking the players to basically carry the burden of it and take this additional 33% pay cut. The players are like, no, if we're going to do that, then let's just not even play or pay us the agreed amount that we agreed to back in March. And so it just seems like they're kind of trying to kind of spin it against the players and like, well, the players don't want to play for you guys. And everyone's like, you guys should just shut up and play. And it doesn't really make sense to me because, A, there's still people. Like, if they if they don't want to risk, if they feel like being out in, in the open and everything and be interacting with all these people and everything is not worth the risk of catching the virus, bringing it home, giving it to other people in their clubhouse. There's multiple players on each team, too, that typically have some kind of disorder, like either they're a cancer survivor or they have an autoimmune disease, diabetes, stuff like that. There's players that have these issues. I know because I already I read an article about a week ago. There's three players on the Rangers on the major league roster that have autoimmune disorders or some kind of disorder that has been greatly affected by COVID. And so it's like if they don't want to risk it, it doesn't make any sense for them to be like, well, you should just risk it and you should just play for us because, you know, we're fans of baseball. And it's like it just it doesn't make any sense to be like, so first off, put your life on the line possibly, but also take another pay cut on the pay cut you already took. And everyone's – like the argument I keep saying is it's like, well, you guys are making millions of dollars. It's like they're one of – let's see, each each team has um, – how many players each team have? They have like 30 or 40? I forget how many. I forget how many players are on each roster. But, I mean, you have to think – I mean, they're they're in the top – you know, a couple hundred players in the on the world in the world at baseball because MLB is the high like the highest league possible. And it's like, yeah, that's what happens. You're a professional athlete. Like you're one of the best on the on the planet at a sport. Yeah, you make millions of dollars. Like I, like you don't get to draw the line just to be like, well, you should only you should only make like you know, ten grand this year. Like it just, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. If, if they don't want to play with this, and they don't want to run the risk of losing all this money, then it's like just don't play the year and just play it again next year. Yeah, I, in, in my opinion, I think at this point, I would just call the whole season off. Like, mm-hmm. it's not getting like like look at it right now. It's not getting it's not getting better. Like Texas just reopened, and we'll just use your state as an example. And you guys are getting like new cases by the day, like a thousand cases per day now. Like, ooh, you want to hear a fun uh, fact about that? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, we hit had our highest number of new cases yesterday since the beginning. That was the n- number one day. Number two was April 10th. We On April 10th, we had 1,441, and yesterday we had 1,448 new cases. I am, I'm not surprised. Uh, it's been about two weeks you guys have reopened pretty much, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. No, yeah, like, I saw that today, and I was like, yeah, that's that's not surprising. So, like, Texas needs to decide if the, if the risk is worth the reward. Like, I get, I get the economy thing. I, I 100% do. And I also get not like I get I, I get both sides and being like what's not reopen because people could be sick and could die and I also get the side of oh shit the economy's failing I'm an older person I don't care if I die so that my grandchildren can like live like I get I get both arguments that's perfectly fine there needs to be something in the middle that both sides can agree to and neither one wants to give in so all the blue states are saying closed like well we're gonna stay closed basically forever and all the red states are like, we're opening right now. And it's like, oh, my God, I need you guys to agree on something as a country. Well, good luck, good luck on that. I mean, personally, I think I think you guys reopened too soon. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's just my opinion. So um, I, I, think, I think we would have opened up at the beginning of June. I think it would have been a little bit better. Um, I think it was too soon. I think there were still too many cases. We were starting to trend downward. But if we were to trend it downward for about two or three more weeks, I think we'd have been good. Yeah, exactly. I would like. I saw like, oh, the, the argument, oh, we're trending down. Like, okay, well, what's the harm of waiting another a couple weeks just to be safe? Like, yeah, like we should have gotten our case, we should have gotten our cases down to you know a hundred, a hundred in one day, and then been like, okay, yeah. now we can open. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you were talking about, this is June first, and you guys are like starting to reopen. Then, like, okay, I could. I see their point. There hasn't been any new cases in a while, or it's been like dwindling down for a good month. Okay, now we can start talk talks of reopening. Then I then I, I see your more point on that. But um, kind of to go back to the the MLB thing, like it kind of equated to this um this wrestler Roman Reigns, who has been off wrestling off WWE TV for about a month now. The rumor was he left because of uh, coronavirus. Obviously, people know that he has he has leukemia. He's in remission right now. And with his leukemia, he's immunocompromised. And I know he's come out recently and said that's not the reason he's not been on TV. It's because his wife had kids. They had two twins. But also, I mean, I don't think he wants to come out right and say, hey, I have leukemia and I'm worried about my health. I think he just wants to, you know, portray like, oh, I'm just leaving for my family, which is which, again, it's a good noble cause. That's fine. But still, that man is immunocompromised. He shouldn't be. If he doesn't feel comfortable working in those conditions, I don't blame him. But I see, I've seen a lot of fans lately like give him shit about him not being at the WWE Performance Center, not wrestling in front of. Well, first of all, in front of nobody. There's no, there's no fans there. And two, it's the man's health. Like you can't fucking tell him what to do. Like if he wants to go be with his family because his wife gave gave birth to new kids, let him. If he if this is about his uh, leukemia, then it's about his leukemia. Who the fuck for you to tell him if he should go to work or not? Well, that's kind of everyone's argument with everything. But yeah, I, everyone should have the ability to choose. And this gets into a whole other complex issue. But if I know that there was multiple businesses and stuff that basically said at the beginning, they're like, hey, if you feel like you don't want to come to work, that's fine. You can go on leave of absence or whatever, and we'll, we'll excuse that or whatever. And I, I saw, I heard of multiple people. Basically being like, I'm going to not come to work for a month. I'm going to let this calm down, stuff like that. If he doesn't want to – if he has the money, I mean, he doesn't need to come back. If he if he wants to stay home and because he doesn't want to get sick and it just it just the reward just isn't worth the risk, that should be 100% his choice. Like I'm, like I said, he – I like 
I don't know a whole lot about wrestling, and I know who that is. I am so sure that he has more than enough money to keep himself tied over for a while. Oh, no, he's, I mean, granted, this is like a small detail, but he, his cousin is The Rock, so he, he, he knows how to play the game a little bit. Yeah. But also, too, he has, enough, he has enough clout to be like, hey, I, I'm going to stay at home. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's all you need to know. Like, like you said, he has, he has money saved. And again, the man has leukemia. <laughs> so don't give him shit. Right, right. That's, that's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's... It's, yeah, it makes no sense. It's just like, if you want to make the choice, and again, it's the same thing with the baseball players too. Like, the, the, the one thing I would, like, that I would say with the baseball thing is I feel like the owners should pay the minor leaguers their salaries. The major leaguers, a lot of them are, are they're going to be fine off. Like, they're going to be just fine. But minor leaguers, like, uh, minor league, and I think double or triple A only makes about twenty or $30,000 a year. So, like, if that's, if that's their main source of income, I mean, that's a huge loss. As opposed to, you know, Mike Trout, who signed a $400 million deal last year and is making, you know, has already been making, you know, $20 million a year. I mean, he'll be fine. Like, he doesn't need – he could sit out the season. He'll be perfectly fine. So, I, I think they need to go and pay the minor leaguers. And probably with wrestling, too, if there's any issues with, like, younger wrestlers or new developing wrestlers and they, they have some kind of issue, I mean, I would hope that – I don't know if they would, but I would hope that they would help support them. But yeah, somebody like Roman Reigns, if he's like, I don't want to come back until it's safe, then you don't, like, he has the money, and he's like, you guys don't have to pay me, then who cares? Let him stay home. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like, there's this thing on TV now, they, this is where I, I kind of hate some wrestling journalists, because they make, they're trying to make this a big story, like, oh, WWE's not mentioning Roman Reigns on TV, it's like, well, why would they? He's not there. Why would you? Why would you mention a guy who's not going to be on your, on your television screens for in for an indefinite period? Because they don't even know when he's coming back. So like, why would we mention this guy if he's not going to be here? I, I, I don't know who you. I know you don't know who this guy is, but this guy Dave Meltzer keeps like saying, "Oh, WWE is mad at Roman Reigns. That's why he's not being mentioned on TV." He's like, "No, that's stupid. He's not being mentioned on TV because he's not there. Why mention yeah. him if he's not going to be in why, storylines? Why bring him in any storylines right now? Yeah, just just let him just kind of be like." Because he's the, he's the current champion, right? No, no, he was supposed to. Um, a little peek behind the curtain here. He was supposed to face Goldberg at WrestleMania this year and was likely going to win, but he pulled out because of yeah, because of what we talked about. So he, I mean, yeah, you, not, but you still, he would see still the biggest stuff. Like, you could literally you just phone it in. You just be like, you know, he was you know he was too scared to fight for his title, and you know he's gone into like hiding right now until he comes back, and then you have his and then. And then you can have a big comeback story. Like, it just, it, whatever. Yeah, it, it's kind of, like I said, it, goes, it kind of goes back to my R-Pats thing. It's like, people are just making the story out of nothing. Like, I am sure that Vince McMahon is not upset at Roman Reigns for staying home because, one, he, one, he has a family, and two, the guy had leukemia. So he has to be extra cautious about his health. Right. Yeah. If you, right now, the last thing that Vince McMahon would ever want is for one of his guys to get corona, and especially Roman, to oh get coronavirus, because he'd be he'd be fucked. So yeah. 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 He he almost should be like, hey, just stay home because like, <laughs> if you get sick and die, 
we are fucked. <laughs> this big man isn't right. stupid. I mean, he knows. He no, should he, know. I, he invents a lot of shit, but and some of it is rightfully rightfully deserved. But he's a, he's a smart man. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, he brought wrestling into the forefront. Nobody gave a shit about wrestling. Yeah, I do. I and we talked about this before. I do feel sad that the XFL. <laughs> Uh, the XFL is over because this time it wasn't. This time it wasn't his fault. That kind of sucked. No, the XFL was doing well. I bought so much Renegade stuff. I am like set. Like I bought like a, my closet. Like I have. I have enough stuff to like last me. And like when I was buying it, everyone was like, "What happens? If the league dissolves?" And I was like, "It must be vintage." Then I mean, I don't know. When the league dissolved, I was like, "I still have all my Renegade stuff, and I still love all of it." Hey, I mean. Like you said, it's vintage, and you're and you you have like a part of the history. Like, hey, you remember when the XFL was a thing? You have the merch. Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Coronavirus. Well, okay, let's move on to our main topic today, and we're kind of, I kind of alluded to earlier. I'm talking about a classic anime. It's a it's an anime I loved as a kid, and when I was in elementary and middle school, not too many people. Like the fact that I love this anime, but growing up, all my friends now love it. So I kind of wonder where all these people were when I was like when I was a kid. But it's okay. Uh, we are going to be talking about good old Dragon Ball. Uh, Chris, when when did you first start watching Dragon Ball? Like OG Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z? Like, well, when did you, like, when did you get into the franchise? Did you start with Z like everyone else did, or did you start with Dragon Ball? I started with Z because Z, you know, Z came to the states first, right? Yeah, yeah, Z aired so, first here. So. Yeah. Yeah, so Toonami aired Z, and then once I think it got to the Cell Saga, I think they started they started dubbing the original show, and they would show that in the Boo Saga in the same days. Um, so I got into Dragon Ball Z when it first started on Toonami, and probably what like ninety eight is probably when it started coming to the states ninety seven ninety eight. I was still in Ohio. I was still in. I was still. I was. I grew up in this really, really small town called Bellbrook. Um, I was still there, so it, it was. It had to be before two thousand. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I remember when I was first watching it with my cousins. Uh, this is like late nineties. I want to yeah, say seventy eight. We've always started around the same time because that's because the first episode I saw was the first episode of that show when when Rad shows up at the island. Yeah. And that also, I remember, this will, this will kind of age just a little bit, but I remember, like, the first time I watched Dragon Ball, um, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Funimation didn't dub it. It was the, um, the Ocean Group who dubbed it. Yeah, like, yeah, the first... yeah, yeah. That was the first time oh, I watched yeah. it, too. They would say, like, damn and hell and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't fun. It wasn't like Sean Schimmel or Christopher Sabat at that point. It was it was this other group. So I, I doubt many people realize that Funimation didn't always have Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the other weird group. Yeah, that I think that's what kind of got Funimation kind of off, like uh, like really big. Funimation's huge now. When you were uh, when you watching Dragon Ball, who is your favorite character? Yeah, who is your favorite character? See, I would have to be like, really, you got to be really specific. Like, like, are we talking which which one are we talking? Cause you, like the whole franchise, like, or like, just. And like when you started, like so when you started with Z, who was your favorite character? When I started Z, I really liked. Um, I did like Goku until Vegeta and Nappa showed up, 
and then that's when my favorite character switched over to Gohan, and then I was I was always a Gohan fan. When Piccolo sacrificed himself for Gohan, I was like, oh shit, Gohan's about to fucking kill everybody. What about you? I was uh, I was always been a Gohan fan because um, he, he's he's our introduction to the series because it's like we were talking about it, the show they didn't start with Dragon Ball here in the states they started with Z so Gohan was our literally our introduction to this world so we we literally follow it through Gohan's eyes so yeah I was a fan of Gohan when he was training with Piccolo and like you talked about the Piccolo sacrifice got me and then when you you, t- you take the adventure of him to Namek and he, granted I loved Goku too because I remember as a kid waiting for those episodes for Goku to come back and save Krillin and, and uh, Gohan from Vegeta and Napa, because that took forever. Mm-hmm. Same thing with waiting for him to show up on Namek. I, I was always a fan of Goku, but Gohan was always my guy. Gohan was always on the front lines. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I really liked Gohan. And then, and then in OG Dragon Ball, Goku was my favorite. Oh, of course. Of course. Go- because, again, it's, it's, the OG it's, it's the Gohan. You, you follow... You follow Goku throughout the whole story, which it's kind of crazy because I've been doing a rewatch. Do you think that they should have started with Dragon Ball in the States, or do you think they made the right decision turning with Z? I think they made the right decision going to Z. Z is very 90s. Like, Dragon Ball Z is like, like, when I think about the 90s, Dragon Ball Z is one of the first things I think about. I like, I don't know if that's like weird or not, but like, when I think about I don't know, like. Like everything like pre two thousand, I'm like thinking like nineties, and I'm thinking you know, like N sixty four and like Dragon Ball Z. It's like my like like does like does like my first like because I because I turned in two thousand, I turned eight. So I mean like I was I was younger than that before then. So I don't have like a ton of memories from the nineties, but like I, like I I remember like when I think nineties, I think Dragon Ball Z a lot because I had like a I had like a Dragon Ball Z like backpack or something one year for school. Like, I loved that show. It was, like, it was like Goku on his Nimbus cloud. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you. I, think they made, I do think they made the right decision starting with Z, but, man, when you watch that original Dragon Ball, it's like all the stuff in Dragon Ball, it's like an extra little... It's like the icing on the cake because like, you, get, you get more of the sense of the relationship between like Goku and Bulma and Goku and Krillin and, like, obviously... I don't. I doubt there's any Yamcha fans out there, but if they are, <laughs> that's where, that's the only series where he gets a chance to shine a little bit. Yamcha's good until Tien shows up, and then Tien takes the position that pretty much Yamcha had. Once Tien shows up, it's like Yamcha basically disappears, and then and then Yamcha is basically like, "You're my like you're my rival, Tien," and it's like, "No, he's not." <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, but this is the thing, though. But if you watch, if you only have watched Z, you just think, "Oh man, this guy was—was was he ever good?" And yeah. He, he has his moments, like because um, we, we were talking about this before. Like you, you say like Z is only about the Saiyans because that's what you, you find out in Dragon Ball Z that Goku's an alien and yada yada yada. But it's like he he gets his moments in, in in Dragon Ball Z, like the 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 tribing with Cell. Um, the stuff leading up to the same the Saiyans arriving. Tien has his moments. Chiaotu, not so much, but he didn't really have his moments in Dragon Ball either. So, Chiaotu, biggest moment comes against Nappa. Yeah, the, yeah, the self sacrifice. 
Yeah, and, I mean, and Yom, and really Yamcha's biggest moment in Dragon Ball Z is also against them when he gets blown up by the Cybermen. <laughs> but it, it's weird, though, because cause like I said, I had watched all the way to Boo before I, I even knew Dragon Ball existed. Like, I always just thought Dragon Ball Z was just... I thought they just threw you into this world, and they were just like, we're going to introduce you to all these characters kind of like one by one. And so watching Dragon Ball, it, it's weird. Like when I think about Dragon Ball, I think about the Star Wars prequels a lot because it's, it, it almost feels like a, like a good version of that. Like it feels like a good prequel. Even though I know it came out first, like I, I do understand that. But I didn't see it until so much later. Like I, it was – I was probably in Texas before I, I watched Dragon Ball for the first time. Which I got to Texas in like middle high school, like middle school, high school, like that around that time. And so like I had already watched Dragon Ball Z like almost all the way through. And then I was like, oh shit, there's like a show about them as kids. And like rewatching that show, like it always feel it always just feels like a prequel and not like the first show. It's weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah, especially for like for Americans, it's like, it feels like a prequel series. Like, oh, well, this actually came first because like with you, when I was a kid. I didn't know about Dragon Ball until I met the only other kid in my school who liked Dragon Ball Z as much as I did. And he was telling me, oh, yeah, there, in Japan, there was this uh, manga called Dragon Ball. This is where Dragon Ball actually comes from. And so he was, like, filling me in as a kid, like, oh, so this is the history. Because I remember at the time, it was during the Android saga, and then they had, like, the character of Trunks who came for the future. So, like, hey, you remember when you were a kid and you fought this army called the Red Ribbon Army, and my friend's like, oh, yeah, that's a whole arc in the, in the Dragon Ball series. Like, that's when I got invested. Like, oh, man, there's a whole other series? So I found oh. out about that, and then I, then I found out, okay, there's, this is what's going to happen in the future. There's going to be this Majin Buu arc. Then there's this other, and we're not going to talk about this at all because I hate, I hate GT, but there's this other series after Dragon Ball Z called Dragon Ball Grand Tour, Dragon Ball GT. So that's when I became, like, the more I invested into it, I became such a bigger fan of the entire franchise. You never, I never got through GT all the way. You're not missing anything at all. I got, I got to, I got to them. They got all the black star dragon balls and then I stopped and I was like, and I get the baby saga was starting and I was like, I don't give a shit. But then there's super now Super's like a real sequel to it. I'll, I'll say it's about GT. I can see what, because obviously the original, the original uh, creator, Akira Toyama, he was done. He was done by the Cell Saga. But, he was done by the Frieza Saga. Well, that too, yeah. He was done by Frieza, but he, he continued on. And then the Cell Saga was just going to be his end game. And then he said, okay, let's just do Majin Buu. And then he was just done. So, like, the, the company, Toei Animation, decided just to do Dragon Ball GT. And I get, I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to recapture the magic of the original Dragon Ball, it's gonna let's make bring Goku back to being a kid and have him just search the yeah, universe for Dragon Balls, but it just doesn't work at that point. No, and 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 they brought and peel off again to really try and like all tie it all together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like eh. Like at, at that point, I don't want to see uh, I don't want to see a kid version of uh, of Goku. Like I remember hearing about Dragon Ball GT for the first time. And I, I kept thinking, okay, so in my mind, I was like, okay, so Dragon Ball was the story of Goku. Dragon Ball Z was pretty much the story of Gohan. It's like in my head, oh, so is Dragon Ball GT going to be the story of Goten? No. <laughs> that would have been a good idea. Yeah, Goten's barely in it. He takes Pan and Trunks with him. And the only reason Trunks even goes with him was because of future Trunks. 
like anyone that says that it isn't is a fucking liar. The only reason why they did this because like well, we have this really good voice actor and everyone loves Future Trunks, so let's like show this version of Trunks. And that version of Trunks is like so much weaker. Yeah, Future Trunks is is also one of my favorite characters, and but then yeah, the regular Trunks because obviously he he doesn't go through this the characters and go through the same hardships, so it's going to be different. So it's like it's like the uh, the Future Gohan character it's a badass, but then. <laughs> By the last arc, they kind of, they kind of, uh, they kind of pussify the Gohan character. Yeah, one arm Gohan, one arm Gohan's a beast. Hmm. I mean, let's let's talk about that for a second, because like like we're saying, the if you you cannot tell me that the entire point of Z was not to make Gohan the lead character. That's no, what he was. was. Yeah, that's about yeah. I've had arguments think, oh no, Goku's always the lead. Like no, every no. single saga is about is about Gohan's untapped potential it's about him embracing his true self so when it finally happens at the end of the cell games it's like all right this this is the show you're the main character now you're officially the guy the protector and then they cut they do the seven-year jump and then you find out that he 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 hasn't done anything in seven years he's he's kind of regressed he's not that strong anymore it's like oh my god what did you do to him and then which it would sucks too this is this is the worst part of the boost saga they do this whole arc with him. It's like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna re re unleash your untapped potential you get again. Bitched so fast. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The whole the whole the whole mystic Gohan thing. It's like, okay, it's like, you you kind of found a little bit, but you you can still save this if he just just defeats Majin Buu, and then that doesn't happen. If they just go back to the well, and like, okay, Goku will kill him. And again, uh, yeah, I, I like Goku and all, but that still felt like a waste to me. Hey, you know what? You know what's crazy about that saga too? That it never ended. It, so it kept going Kid, and going. Kid Buu is the only villain Goku kills the spirit bomb. In the in the in the canon, because obviously he kills a lot in the movies with the spirit bomb. Well, right. He it's a it's a big move in the movies. Uh, but yeah, in this in the actual canon of the TV show, which I I was like, somebody told me that once, and I was like, no, he doesn't. I rewatched Z, and I was like, holy shit. He's the only person he kills with it because he, he learns it and he tries to use it on Vegeta and it doesn't work. It doesn't work on Frieza. He tries it on Cell and then Cell blows himself up and he uh, teleports him to King Kai's planet. And then I think they even I think they even tried on Boo earlier than Kid Boo. No, but mm, yeah, he, he kills Kid Boo with it finally, and it's like, God damn it. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like it was always like, oh, Spear Bombs is ultimate weapon, but it never worked until the, it until never the end. worked. It didn't work one time. And by the time they got to Kibu, it was like, there's no way it works. I'm going to kill them. I was like, that's stupid. The Boo saga is a whole mess. Literally, it's Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo, which is so stupid till it's still to me, too. In your, in your opinion, what could Because me, I, like I, I mentioned, what would have saved the Boo saga if Gohan would have been the guy who had beaten them? But he should be. Too- was- Kid Boo was a terrible call. Like, I never understood Kid Buu. Um, if Gohan would have shown up and beaten Gotenks and fused Super Buu, because they, they also spent a lot of time trying to build up Gotenks and how he's going to be the one to do it. If Gohan would have showed up and beat Super Buu, I would have been fine with it. But that would have cut out about 50 episodes. Also, he wouldn't have gotten Vegito, and I like Vegito a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, that's one of the things I like. I like, but there's things I like. Like, I like Vegito, but... 
silly. It just it's like we're talking about. It just drags. Like like you mentioned, like oh, they they spent this whole time about fusion is going to be the thing that beats him, and it doesn't. It's just like okay, let's. Where are we going with this? <laughs> the show that 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 season gets so confusing. That's yeah. That's the whole. That's the whole. That, I I don't know. I I get really confused when I talk about the show because I, I look at I look back at that show. Dragon Ball start to finish is is one of the best animes I've ever watched. Which I, granted, I haven't watched a whole lot of stuff. Um, I look back on Z very fondly, but man, Boo like that Boo saga. I think I've only rewatched once. That Boo saga is just not very good because it's like they they. I was gonna say I think up until the cell to like till cell I think it's it's awesome it's it's built very oh, yeah. perfectly it builds this very very, very nice crescendo and like the boost saga is like this weird it's like this weird epilogue saga that does I just it just doesn't work for me like cell was such the perfect ending and then you, granted you have some of the movies like uh, the BoJack movie I think is a good movie oh, that has so canon. Um, I like the second Broly, even though I don't like the character Broly, I like the second Broly movie. But then everything after Cell, just like, man, it's like, he, it's like they, they lost the magic and they were trying to recapture it. Every, everything, I haven't now, I have not watched Super, but I feel after Cell, they've, been, they've just been trying to recapture the old magic again. Super is, there's some, there's some good in Super that I like a lot. There's some bad in Super. <laughs> It's a, it's a weird mix of like it's it's it fits somewhere in between Z and GT. Like it it fits in a scale of like the Cell Saga and GT. Like it's somewhere in that range. Where like some stuff is like almost as good as the Cell Saga. It never gets that good again. But it's almost as good as the Cell Saga. And there's some storylines. It's like what like what the fuck are we doing? What was that? Because I know we've been talking about Z, but let's go. Let's t- kind of talk about the original. What was your yeah. favorite arc in the original series? The Red Ribbon Army, for sure. Ribbon? Oh yeah, the Red Ribbon Army arc is awesome. The when he first gets to the um, the tower to fight Blue, and he finds the android, Android Eight, I think. Eater, yeah. The Frankenstein Eater, yeah. That that arc that from then until he kills Red is like like I know it's like it's a majority of the show. But it's so good and it's so well written and it's so important to the canon because then, because then it does it, it almost directly leads into Cell. Like if you watch the OG Dragon Ball and when you get there, I mean, like it adds a lot of stuff to it. It's like this is like the Red Ribbon Army essentially created Cell to specifically kill Goku because they were so mad that they beat him. Yeah. Uh, so. Um... I think I liked about the Red Ribbon saga is like again, it's just like it just builds and he fights different members, like these different like leaders. Like there's uh, like we're talking about Commander Red, um, Colonel Blue, General Violet. It's just all these different like guys in the Red Ribbon Army. It's just like, it's like it's a video, it's a video game. Like it's like all these different bosses that you have to go through. General Tao. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's all like yeah, you get like the the Tao character as well, and then. We were talking about earlier before the show, like it, then you have like the story of uh, the Indian kid and his father and Corn Tower. There's all these little elements that just work, and I think the Red Ribbon Saga has the best supporting characters as well. Dude, uh, I'm telling you, um, I always, I, I, you told me before we came on, I forget his name, the little kid's name, 
the Native Upa. American kid. Upa. Dude, Upa was like like I, I even though I can't remember his name ever. I love him and Goku's relationship where like he basically like he has to bury his father and then Goku's like, uh, I'm gonna go climb this fucking tower. I'll be back in like a month. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna bring him back. And like he does. Like that I like love that like storyline because it just it, it was a good character building moment for Goku where it's like he was doing something purely for the reason to help somebody else and like it's like very like it's very Goku. And then he yeah, fights in tower all day. There's these things of like now, like, you know, as, yeah, I've seen the whole like, oh Goku's a terrible dad or was he is he really that good of a person? It's like, well no, this proves that like he is a good, good person because the entire the entire like leading up to Red Ribbon, he's just trying to get the the four star ball because it was his grandpa's. And then his his actions directly impact this this little kid and his father and the dad dies because of it he feels responsible he's like no, okay i kind of caused this i'm going to bring your dad back yeah and he used the wish and that was still like in like the like the like before they get to z and they decide to change all the rules you have to wait a year for the dragon balls to come back they turn to stone afterwards you can't use the dragon ball radar to detect them like you get one wish and like he, he literally goes and he finds all the dragon balls and then but then he gets the four star ball back which i didn't really like that moment where he they call the dragon and they bring his dad back to life and go and Goku's like sitting there and he's watching the balls go up and they're about to spread and he jumps up and just catches the four star ball and it's just a stone. Like I love that moment because he's like he's still got to keep his four star ball. Yeah, I I like that too because again, from a from a writing standpoint, it's like oh you, you can't just have him do the same thing over again. So just let's just have him get the ball and he'll just have it until until the uh, King Piccolo shows up. Yes, and then King King Piccolo is my third favorite villain in the entire arc. Like from Dragon Ball to Super, King Piccolo is number three. Why would you say so? Because for me, I the reason why I love because King Piccolo is up there. I think he's probably my third as well. His his arrival just changes the game because you yeah. you kind of the last episode of the tournament, the the second one, when Krillin spoilers is about to die. Um, you kind of the tension that it's it's slowly building up. Okay, something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. Then Goku realizes, oh shit, Krillin's dead. And then from there, the series just goes on this whole different path. It it really it, it was the first time that something like they really lost ever too, mm-hmm. because Goku Goku lost the first two tournaments, but he lost to Master Roshi, and then he and who. Who ended up basically spending all the prize money on Goku anyway because he ate so much, and then Tien, who I think tries to give him tries to give him the prize money because he's basically like, if that car didn't hit you, I would have lost. Well, I mean, yeah, both both tournaments. I mean, yeah, that Goku that, gets fucked Goku out never, of both of them. <laughs> Goku never really lost because, like, the first one, he, all he had to do was just say, "I'm the champion," but he couldn't say the entire sentence. And then, like, like you just mentioned, the second one, he got hit by the car, so like. At that point, Goku never really had lost, but until Piccolo showed up, that was the first like, oh shit, this kid, this kid lost for the first time. He lost, he lost his best friend, and then when he goes to get the revenge, he loses the first time. Yeah, he gets beat, he gets his ass kicked by Tambourine. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah, like Tambourine's like a, as a as a goon, like he's just like he's just like a henchman. Dude, that that I'm, um, and then because then he meets Yajirobe, and then he goes, and then Yajirobe climbs up Korin's tower with Goku on his back, 
and then I think he goes to Kami after that, right? Uh, he um, he gets the he gets the sense of being. He goes for the. This is I just rewatched it. He goes for the divine water, and then he beats Piccolo, and that's when he goes up to Kami. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Did that Piccolo fight? That moment where he beats King Piccolo might be my second favorite moment in the entire show. The first one's still the father son Kamehameha. But that that moment where he just like, like just punches through him, I was like, oh shit! It's also the first time he really killed somebody too. Like he killed Pink King Piccolo, like straight Intent- up. Intentionally, yeah. Intentionally, he was like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah, no, that's a huge. That Piccolo saga is like one of the biggest like sagas for like Goku personally. I love that. I love that saga. I love the. I love um, the fight at the end because he almost loses to Piccolo too because he he's basically like paralyzed. He uses a Kamehameha to propel himself through Piccolo. That headbutt into yeah, right through his chest. Yeah. And again, it's kind of crazy. Like we were talking about how like he Goku has all these friends, but he never really spends all that time with them. Because, like, this is, this is where the real nerd in me is going to come out. Um, when, he, when the show starts, he starts, he meets Bulma, and they're not together for that long. They're nope. probably, at most, maybe a month at that point. Yep, because then, then, then he goes out on his own because he, he steals a shoe's clothes, and then he's in those purple scrubs for a while. Those yeah. purple geek for a while. And then he goes, he trains at Roshi for a year, and then the, the tournament happens, and he... Roshi sends him off, and then he like during yeah that's when Red Ribbon happens, and he's he still interacts with them, but he's it's still but it's not like on a permanent basis, and then yeah every time every like break he's always by himself until the stuff with Kami when he's he's at the lookout for three years, and yeah and then like he goes he goes to the tournament and I, and I kind of blew your mind earlier but the fact that like once Dragon Ball ends and he goes off with Chi Chi he's he's with her for five years before he ever sees the other the his friends again. Yeah, you said you had told me because like you're like you're like after the tournament, uh, Goku doesn't see Yamcha until after Namek, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so he doesn't see him for like for like five or six years, or no, because it's five years. He almost it's almost ten years before he sees him again. About I would say probably seven years because uh, there's, there's five years between the show, and then he's dead. Yeah, he's dead for a year. And then go, and then when, and then Goku wishes him back on. And then when Goku shows up, Yamcha's dead. They have to travel to Namek, and then they don't wish them back. I mean, it's probably six months to a year almost at that point, then too. And then Goku disappears for I think two years while he's on his way back. I think it's like he, the canon. He he was gone for a year when he was like traveling from back from Namek. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, but like you were like saying, almost uh, ten years before he sees again. An instant transmission. Yeah, that's quite crazy to me. And he, I don't, yeah, he didn't see Chalsu either, or, and then he sees Krillin, but then Krillin dies again. Both both of Krillin's deaths are super important. Yeah, out of all, this is why Krillin's his best friend. If you if you notice it, out of out of the rest of the Z fighters, he spent other than you know than Chichi, he spends the most time with Krillin. <laughs> yeah, Krillin's his best friend. And then, oh my God, I can't wait for you to watch Super though. They give Krillin some like real shit to do finally near the end, and it's it's great. I really like like after watching Super, I was like, yeah, Krillin's a good character. Krillin's probably the most powerful human too. Yeah, I, 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 I think eighteen. I think eighteen's a human now too. 
but um yeah they're like they're like they're like team at the end is like, it has like 17 18 krillin and roshi and stuff like that on it and like you just like they they actually do stuff with all the characters and i was like this is the first time we actually get to see stuff from the side characters i like the side characters they're all good but he a lot of that show revolves around him and vegeta and i just i'm not like a huge vegeta fan so i just was kind of like okay i guess yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I get Vegeta's popularity, but I've never been the hugest Vegeta fan. Like, for me, my, my characters were all, it was like, was Gohan, Goku, and Piccolo. I really like Piccolo, too. Yeah. Piccolo is basically Gohan's dad. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, so let's, uh, I don't want to put this one off. Let's, let's talk about the live action movie that came out in the good old 2009. No. Woo. No. Dragon, Dragon Ball Evolution. What a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me tell you this. There there is only one thing they did right in my opinion in that entire live action movie. Is that the, they they started with King Piccolo because if I was going to do if I was ever going to do a live action Dragon Ball series the problem is, oh, where would you start from? Like, I would, I would honestly start with Piccolo because he's the easiest. He's a, he's the one you can water down the most to make it fine. Exactly, yeah. Because yeah, the the peel off stuff won't work on t like on a, a movie and, and like we were talking about Red Ribbon's too long for way too. It's way too. You can make you can make a TV like a like a live action TV show out of the Red Ribbon Army, like just yeah, exactly. the Red Ribbon Army. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, Piccolo's the one. It's, the easy, it's also, it's like we're talking about, it's the saga that changes the game, so it's like, might as well just start there. That's the only thing they did right, is that they picked that as a good starting place. Everything else, dog shit. Yeah, the Goku makes no sense. Um, what's her name is Bulma. Uh, that casting is fine, but she wasn't, like, to her potential yet. Uh, Amy, Amy uh, Ross, yeah, she was Bulma, yeah. Yeah, she, she's a great actress, but yeah, she, she that was really early on in her career. And I still like that casting, but it just it that script's garbage. And um, uh, Chow Young Fat is that his name as Roshi. Yeah, as Roshi. Yeah, that's an okay casting. It's still dog shit script. <laughs> uh, they had Spike as Piccolo. That's right. James Marsters Piccolo. Terrible casting. I, and I like and I like uh, I like Spike, but nope. <laughs> yeah, that makeup looks like shit. Oh, it's a bad movie. I I I. I can't. I can't with this movie. This movie's terrible. If uh, first of all, let me ask you this: Do you think a live-action Dragon Ball movie could ever happen? Do you think it should happen? No, I think it could, but I don't think it should. All right, the anime movies are poop. Okay, like let's say, let's say I'm I'm a big studio head, and I just gave you uh, ten million dollars to make me a Dragon Ball movie. What would you do? With ten million, I, I fucking cast one actor. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean ten million dollars? Okay, okay. Don't, don't don't focus on the money. Just focus on like how, how would you make a Dragon? No, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm making like a low budget movie, basically. So like like fifty mil. Okay, let's see. What would you do? What would you forget about the money? What would you do, Dragon? <laughs> I'm stuck on this, Chris, because it, it depends on how much I have. If I had like the budget of like Deadpool, like let's say that, because Deadpool 
people did have a small budget, like relatively, like what it is. Um, I'd probably do King Piccolo, but I, I would, I would cast a younger. I'd probably cast a younger actor, like somebody that because Goku's eleven at the beginning. I think when he beats Piccolo, I think he's thirteen. No, he's uh, two turn uh, tournaments happen, so he's about fifteen. He's fifteen. Okay, so he's fifteen when he beats Piccolo. He's still the same size though as he was when he was eleven. But um, I would cast like a younger looking actor and everything, and you know, get him and get him into sh- at least a younger looking actor, and then say be younger. But I would do King Piccolo, and what you do is I would I would start with I would start with like a like a cut a cut between of like all the stuff that they, that that covers the beginning of the show. Like you know about his grandpa mysteriously dying, and I would just cut out all the stuff about the, about the great ape because that's way too hard to fucking explain. I wouldn't give him a tail probably. Um, but yeah, they talk about like, the Red Ribbon Army and everything about how he beat the army and everything, and then it's like, but then like a new threat showed up. And just start with Piccolo. And start with like tambourine killing Krillin. Like start the movie off that way. Like. Do the introduction with him and Krillin and everything, and maybe show the tournament and him losing to Tien, and show that him and Krillin are close and having Krillin go back and like grab because he goes back and grab like the like his clothes or something, right? Yeah, Dragon Ball too. Oh, it's Dragon Ball. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And then and then showing him get killed and basically it's because it's like essentially it's go it's Goku's fault that Krillin gets killed, but. Um, yeah, I would show all that. I would do like a cut between like the River and Army and stuff, and then like talk about the t- tournament, but then maybe start the movie off of the tournament and then have it end with him dying. So, like, the first 30 minutes is spent on that, and then show him, you know, trying to take down everybody. It's hard to do though because you really have to compress a lot of stuff into there. It'd be at least two hours. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution was only 70 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and they, they rushed through it. I probably well, wouldn't have you know, the movie. I there was no Krillin in that movie, so fuck off there. That was dumb. Yeah, I'd, I'd put Krillin in the movie. I wouldn't necessarily put Bulma or Roshi anybody, but I, it would be about you know him going and, and trying to fight Tambourine and losing, and then him having to go and he maybe then maybe then he discovers Corrin's tower. Like just write that in the movie, just kind of skip over the first act with Tao and everything. Here's here's what I would do. Cause I kind of I, I thought about this a little bit. Um, so I, I again I would start with Piccolo because easy thing to start from but i would start with like a and i would start with him as, as him as 18 18 years old uh not not in high school because i was dumb too um mm-hmm. yeah basically he's just training by himself and then i would i would have like a bowman and a roshi because i th- i feel like roshi would be the character that would explain you know like he'll give you the the exposition about where piccolo comes from and all that stuff um but basically you have it's it's kind of similar to how Dragon Ball starts. You just have Bulma looking for the Dragon Balls, but there's also this other force that's looking for them. So basically, like Goku, Goku's been alone for a while. He has the four star ball. Uh, I could, and you can even have flashbacks like, hey, this guy has been competing in tournaments for for years. That's how he knows Krillin, and that's how he that's how he could be like, oh, I know this guy named Master Roshi. He was my my mentor. Yada yada yada. Um, and then basically. You do this whole thing of like, once Bulma shows up, there's this other like like we say maybe it's tambourine, maybe it's symbol. She should like they both show up at the same time, and it just kind of ropes them into the fight. So how long do you spend on Piccolo then? 
I mean, he's he's my villain. He's the he's the villain of the movie. Right, but what I'm saying though is he just kind of like a force the whole movie, and then maybe he shows up in the third act. Uh no, you you. I mean, obviously they don't meet up until the third act, but you have this whole thing of like because this is why I bring Bulma in because she's the explanation about the Dragon Balls. She will tell him, okay, this is what this this is what these things are, um, and then you have like you have, like Goku just going through all his like minions. And then like, oh, I recognize this. this is my my master Roshi can tell me about what this guy is. And then you have like little snippets of Piccolo like in the background. And he's like seeing, oh, why do my guys keep losing to this to this little to this eighteen year old kid or whatever? And then maybe you know, obviously at the point they fight, he loses, and then he retrains. You know, obviously the, the comeback story beats him, but still. Do you I, have? I, yeah. and I would spend the amount of time that you give like any like good Marvel villain. Yeah, it could. It, like I said, it it could work. It just you'd have to try. You'd have to put because that's the thing too. They didn't put any any goddamn effort into that to, into the evolution movie at all. Right, that's the evolution. Evolution didn't just didn't do it justice at all. <laughs> that's an understatement. <laughs> It just right. took a whole big uh, dump on them because because uh, at that point Fox was losing the rights, so they just like, they just wanted to make a movie to keep the rights. So so now Disney has has it. So it's up to Disney now on what they want to do with it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the point of that movie is. I, I don't because Dragon Ball Z wasn't even at like its peak anymore. So I don't know what what the point of that movie was. Again, they were they were losing the rights, so they just made a movie. I think that's what it is. Kind of like uh, Ant Four Stick. They were losing the rights, so let's just put a movie out. Ant Four Stick. God, I'm so glad that defaulted back. I uh, I would hope if they ever decide to make another movie. I just I don't know why you would though because like that Broly movie came out recently and I don't know how well I don't think it did very well in theaters. But the movie was really really good. It told a nice condensed story and you can also basically be like like cuz Toriyama had a lot to do with it and so like you have it be well this is canon. This is an important movie now. So like it it like when you watch Super, watch Super and then watch the Broly movie right after. And it, it flows with it. It takes place. It's canon now. Broly's in the universe now. The Broly, that Broly's so good, too. I really want you to watch this movie because I didn't watch the original Broly movies. And you talk about how it's such a shitty character. And, like, the new Broly's, like, so much better. Well, uh, once I give you Super, then I'll, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll give it a try. But, yeah, I don't like the Broly character at all. I saw in theaters, and I, I didn't really like the Broly character either and hadn't really seen any of the movies. I've seen bits and pieces, and they fix a lot of the issues that I've always heard about them. I'll, um, to kind of answer your question earlier, like, why would I make a – what would I do with Dragon Ball? Because here's the thing. It's just, it, no matter what you think about, like, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, or Super, or anything like that, it's still a strong IP. Like, yeah. there's all history behind it. So, like, I understand the – I understand why there would be talks about doing something like a live action because there, there could be, honestly, that could be like the next, if they, if it was done really well, that could be the next MCU or Star Wars. 
if they if they really put their time into it. There's potential there. I just you just have to have the right people behind it. That's the issue, though. This yeah. boy, you have the right people behind it. If you like right now, who would you cast for anybody? Just give me like five. Give me five characters you, you would cast for. Like who I would cast for them? Like what actors I would pick? Yeah, what actors you'd pick? Or, oh fuck, like, I don't know. <laughs> um, I wouldn't. I would not be able to cast Goku. I know that for sure. That's the hardest uh, one. That'd be the. Um, I don't know. It would never happen, but Idris Elba's Piccolo would be awesome. Who? Idris Elba's Piccolo. Oh, that would be a good one. I always do find it funny that everyone kind of collectively agreed that that Piccolo is the black character on that show. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, <laughs> like he is. No, never... he for he for sure is. But it's just funny. Like every single time that I ever hear anybody ever talk about him, like he, like yeah, he's the fucking he's the he's like the the like black friend of that group. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I I've had that thought too. Like man, everyone just kind of agrees that. Yeah, we all just kind of like, uh huh. Yeah, no, for sure. No, yeah. If you ever put pickle in a movie, he needs he needs to be played by a black actor for sure. He's he's one of those characters. He needs to be. <laughs> Well, Bruce Wayne has it's to be like white, and then Piccolo has to be black. Kami, <laughs> I would have Morgan Freeman be Kami. There you go. Ooh, that'd be a good one. Um, I'm trying to think about like like who would cast as like Bulma because Bulma had to be like younger. I, you're gonna say Florence Pugh, and I'm gonna punch you in the face. No, I, I would uh, not cast. I would Pugh as Bulma. You would need like a. I don't really know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think about who's like who's like a younger actress nowadays. Like Haley, like a Haley Steinfeld is like Bulma. I'd, I'd be down for that. I think she'd be a good one. Or like um um fucking Annie. Oh my god, what is her name? I'm blanking on it. She'd be like yeah. a good like a like a Bulma like Cell Games Bulma. Yeah, yeah. Where she's actually like serious, but yeah, no, I'm talking. If we're talking Dragon Ball, though, like Haley Steinfeld would be like a good like Bulma. Um, trying to think about who else, who else I can think of. Roshi. Who would I cast Florence Pugh as? Now you're gonna be thinking if one, if I would put Florence Pugh in this. Eighteen. Yeah, I'd probably make her eighteen. Chi Chi should obviously be an Asian woman. Is eighteen supposed to be an Asian woman? No, I said Chi Chi. I would have. I mean, Chi Chi should be an Asian. Oh, like, yeah, they had Chi Chi played by um, what's her name in the Evolution. Um, and that was again that, that was good casting. She's a good actress. Yeah, it's wasted. They pissed away that movie. That movie could have been good. <sighs> yeah, I think Bruce Campbell is a Roshi. I'm trying yeah. to think of like perverted, perverted old guy. Like Campbell, Campbell would be a good fit for that. I was like casting him and stuff though, even though he doesn't get like near any credit because he's just like such a silly actor that like nobody takes seriously. Like he like there's like these characters like I said with um the guy from uh, Uncharted too. I said he'd be a good fit for that character because he's like he's like the like 
kind of like silly old guy. Nathan Fillion, or no, um, not Nathan Fillion. Um, you didn't say French hearted. Said Campbell. Oh yeah, you said okay. You said Bruce Campbell for Sully. That's what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I was like fan casting him and stuff. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Bruce Campbell would be good for this role. <laughs> Bruce Campbell hasn't done like a movie in a while. Yeah, no, no, like I, it's with, with like casting like a Dragon Ball film. The Goku. It could be the hardest villain cast to be the hardest ones because because it's like what do you do do you do cast him do you cast him like what race do you cast him that's the first question right there again this kind of goes back to my Superman thing technically he's an alien he could be (laughs) that's fair I wasn't like upset that they casted him as a white guy but I just I didn't really understand that cast I didn't really understand where it took place. Well, that yeah, <laughs> yeah, like location wise, the movie makes no sense. But like, I never. This kind of goes back to when we were talking about Iron Fist. Like, what if at the comics Iron Fist is white? So I never got the whole up uproar about that. But yeah, with with Goku, I never I got upset. Like, oh, why isn't Goku Asian? Like, well, technically, it doesn't have to be Asian. Like, I'm not saying he should be black, but like, he's an he's an alien. He oh could, yeah, he could be anything. Goku, Goku, I always thought like I always saw Goku as like this like this like white guy though. Yeah, I mean, I, I did like, too. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't like picture as an, I didn't picture like as an Asian guy. Like I picked like like, like I said, Chichi always did. But, Chichi and um, Austin are both white guys are white. Like they're not white. They're um they're both Asian. Like like I always like it almost like looked like like him and Bulma always looked out of place from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's because Bulma's like from this other city, like like where they were, like it's like it's almost like they're in they're they're in some Asian country, but like she basically lives in like Europe, like and she's like just traveling over trying to find, it, and he's just an alien. But like, yeah, like if you look at everybody else in that show, like I never there was never anybody else that was like, oh yeah, they're also white. Like it was just Bulma and Goku were the only two I ever really thought. Yeah, same same here. Yeah, Bulma's the like the Spoiled rich white little white girl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which she event they eventually fixed her character, but man, she's the worst in the beginning of that show. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like uh, yeah, the, the Goku casting would be hard, but I don't know. I I still think I still think it could happen. You put the right people in charge. Maybe it's maybe it's the two of us one day. You never know. <laughs> I don't know if I'd trust myself to write a Dragon Ball movie. I don't know if I trust myself that much. That sounds hard. That sounds like a hard thing to try and condense. Like that's why that's why I don't think anime movies really work because they they're they're very much about slow storytelling. Like most of the anime, because again I haven't watched a whole lot. The very few I've watched, they're all slow burners. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of them go really fast. The fastest one I've ever watched was Full Metal Alchemist, and that's just because it only has like a seventy episode run. Yeah, like it's it's kind of like my thing too. Or listen, I obviously if someone ever came to me like, "Hey, would you do it?" Like, I would, I would try. But like you were saying, once I get like deep into the series, like it'd be hard to like adapt like the whole Namek and Frieza thing into a movie. And as the series goes, it's like, okay, how do I put this into like a two-hour film? That's why. That's why I would do. That's why Piccolo was the best was the best choice because that's the only one I could kind of condense into a a solid two-hour movie. Easily, yeah. 
Yeah, all the other ones, the, the storytelling is just too complicated for it. Like, can you try to imagine putting like a, a, you know, I would love to see like a cell, a cell movie, see like a live action cell, but how hard it would be to get there. Oh my God. And it would, it, it, and no matter what you design cell to look like, it'll still look stupid. Exactly. <laughs> Until he gets to his third form. Cause even in the anime, the, the second form looks like garbage. His first one is, is, oh, yeah. is yeah very unrefined and he just looks like a bug and then by the time he gets the third one i mean that's like that's like the iconic one but yeah no it just mm, mm. no matter what you do it's gonna look stupid for at least a little bit <laughs> and, and can you imagine majin boo a live action majin oh, boo would no, just be no no nope 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 that sounds stupid. That's and then and then when the series has been going on that long, that's when you cast the Rock as Hercule. <laughs> hey, that, that's good casting. I like that. <laughs> just like this big fucking huge dude that's just like so much weaker than everybody else. Hey, he 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 would have fun with it. So it'd be he'd be good oh, in the role. Would- Oh my god, he would. I would love to. Was like, I like, I, I, I'm. I always hate like the like. We'll just cast it as the Rock. Like, I don't really like that. But I would love to see him be Hercule and be this and be like be the same size he is now, and then him just get like still like bitched by like Goku and Vegeta. Because <laughs> that's what Hercule's supposed to be. He's supposed to be this like very like towering like kind of like scary dude that just like, what? Like, because he's like a strong human, but he's not like, he's not trained in key or anything, so he doesn't like. He's not that strong. Like I guess, like I said, Krillin's still the strongest human. Yeah, like and we'll kind of touch on this and then kind of wrap up. But like with with, uh, with Hercule, I don't think the anime ever gives him enough credit because he's still, I mean, he still won a tournament at one point. So. He won two. He was either two or three time champ. I thought because he won. He won all the ones in between Cell and Boo. There was a. Uh... Two. Oh yeah, yeah, there were, yeah. There was tournaments between Cell and Boo. Oh uh, yeah, because there was just the one between. The Piccolo tournament in the cell. There was just that one, and that was the one he won. Yeah. So yeah, he's won tournaments. So people forget about that. It's like, oh, it's just a silly guy. But it's like, I mean, he still, he still won a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's still for for normal humans. He is still very strong. Yeah. But then Videl, I'm pretty sure passed them too, because Videl well, gets yeah. training. Well, she also yeah, she also gets like key training. She can fly, and she does like an energy thing at one point. But yeah, I always. It, granted, I know he's supposed to, he's supposed to be a silly character, but it just always gets lost. It's like, I mean, he's still a pretty strong dude. Yeah, no, <laughs> Hercule doesn't get any credit. Yeah. And granted, for there's another thing too for all for all his silliness, he still does try. I mean, he still tries to go up against Cell. Tries to go against Cell. He went. He tried to fight Boo too. Yeah. So. Um, I, I need you. I need you to start watching Super. I think I think you'll you'll like what they do with Hercule and Super too. Yeah, I'll I'll give Super uh, I'll give Super a try because my my always thing was like current uh, like I said like we, like we talked this entire episode. I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan, but GT killed a lot of that for me. So it's it's hard to get back into it. But I you know I, I hear the original creators behind Super now, so 
Toriyama's part of it. Okay, so so we're 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 coming up on the end. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you since you're gonna watch Super next. What are three things you hope to see in Super? Like, uh, what are three things you'd be like? This would be cool. Like, like three, like you know, like characters or sagas or stuff like that. Main characters returning. You know, whatever, whatever. Well, I mean, you you kind of told me this. Like, I would love to see the return to launch, but I know that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you all launch return. Yeah, that doesn't happen. But yeah, launch return. The, the show's not over yet, too. I don't think. I think they're gonna keep. Oh, going it's still it. going. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It did. The season ended, and then Broly happened, and I think they're planning another season. Gotcha. Yeah. Then yeah. Then I would love. That's another thing too. Is like when it got to the boost saga, like all these other characters just became pointless. I would, when I watch Super, I I want. Obviously, they'll never reach like levels like Goku and Vegeta, but I still want them to have some kind of significance. You know. Like what characters? Um, like 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 you mentioned, Krillin, Roshi. Uh, Tien, because I, I hated that in Boo. Like Tien just doesn't show up at all. He shows up like maybe once. It's like where is he? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so that's that's another one. Okay, what about third thing? So side, so launch, and then you want to see the side characters like be important. Well, we can we can combine launch into, into like that one thing because she's okay. like, um more developed villains, I would say. Okay. <laughs> That was like my thing with GT that I didn't care for the villains. Uh, here's the thing: because I already, I already know that it's so. What Super is ten years after it's it's that ten year period between the end, not not necessarily the end of Z because that was already a time jump, but like it's like after Boo before the end of Z, right? Correct. Yeah. It, that there's a there's a if if people have never watched Dragon Ball Z all the way through. There's the show ends with them beating the final villain, and then there's like a ten year time jump, and the last I think it's either the last episode, the last two episodes happen, and uh, the show supposedly is what happens during that time jump, and the show the end of Z is still supposedly the end of the entire series. Okay, that's that, that's gonna be my my uh, I guess my second thing then. Really, it's just like. Don't retcon the end of Z because I know I, I know he uh, Goku's a god. So it's like, wait a minute, that means by the end of Z, he's already at a god level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's already super super Saiyan god, super Saiyan. Yeah, so like it's gonna be if I mean if they're gonna retcon Z or the end of Z, I mean do what you need to do, but still like at least at least make it make sense, you know? Right. And yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. I. Because granted, granted, I want more. I want more Goten because I always I, he was like my shining light of that bo- of the Boost Saga. So they, I want them to do more of Goten, but I know that doesn't happen. You'll get you'll get some you'll get some you'll get a little bit of him. You'll get a little bit of Trunks too. They do develop them out a little bit more. Gotcha. Yeah, that was my biggest Trunks complaint. Trunks always had the most development. Trunks has always had way more development than Goten. Well, because he's he's introduced first the whole Future Trunks thing. Well, and then there's that movie Wrath the Dragon. Yeah, basically, yeah, that basically, like, give give, uh, give Goku's kids something. Because like my thing of GT that I hate is like, okay, Gohan and Goten are just bitched out for no reason. So, yeah, why is Pan and Trunks go? Whatever, it doesn't matter. GT sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the only thing that wouldn't, the only thing that would have saved GT, even though it's a small thing, if we if we had gotten adult Gotenks. Oh, that would have been nice. Because, yeah, we got 
we got Gogeta in that show. Yep. And that was canon then. That was the first time Gogeta was canon. But now it's not. Now it's retconned out. Hey, technically it it can still be canon if they just if they do like the, the dance. No. Well, just watch Super. Watch, right, well, Super, I'll, watch the Broly movie. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch Super and I'll watch Broly movie, and then we'll do a we'll do a podcast about my thoughts on afterwards. Are you gonna watch Z again, or are you just gonna skip straight to Super? I probably just skip straight to Super. That's fair. And Super, I think, is only 150 episodes. I watched Super. I watched it because when I started it, they were only in the second saga in English, and the last episode had just aired in Japanese. And so I watched Super was the very first time I ever watched a subbed anime. And I watch My Hero and Sub now too because it's also further ahead. So that's the only reason why I watched it. But I did watch the entire thing subbed. And you were like, is Sean Shemmel still Goku? And I was like, I have no fucking clue because I didn't watch it in English. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, I guess I'll find out. I, th- I think he is. I think the original voice cast. I know Eric Vale voices uh, Trunks again. I know that because they do like weird stuff with that. So you'll see. You'll it's it, it's it's a fun show. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. All right, Christopher Riley, the big hog. Where can people find? Where can people go hog wild on the internet for you? People can go hog wild on Instagram at to Chris Riley, and also on Twitter at the same handle. Um. Oh, I, I made a post today uh, promoting the podcast, actually. Hey, look at that. Look at I, that. I'm usually not, because I feel weird, like, doing self-promotion. And I was like, but I've, like, been on this enough now. And I was like, I'm going to promote this. So I was like, I, I'm like, I'm like, I like doing these. So I was like, I'm going to promote this finally. Yeah, do it. You know, I'm one gonna, of these days. I want to put co-host of What's My Line on, in my, on my bios now. Hey, do it. Fuck it. Sure. <laughs> you know what uh one like i was saying one of these days i'm going to make you a shirt that says the big hog that's <laughs> i hope so i want like uh yeah like an, like an embroidered shirt that has like on the, on the pocket or something <laughs> <laughs> i sure hope i sure as fuck hope so i just gotta find someone who's like a good like animator and i don't know maybe, I, have, I have some ideas let me get some oh. merch for you. Like I said, you can find find the big hog Chris Riley on Instagram and Twitter at the Chris Riley. You can follow me on Instagram at the Chris Crusade and on Twitter at the Chris Lunchy. You can also listen to this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher. Some episodes are on YouTube, not all of it, but they're all on Podbean. So if you guys want to give it a listen, go for it. Chris, you got any uh, last words? Uh, yeah, probably shouldn't make another Dragon Ball live action movie for a while. We'll probably see. Maybe, 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 maybe make another season of Super first. We'll see. Maybe if you know, if you want to, if, if anyone out there puts in the universe, if you want to make a Dragon Ball show, if you want to like contact me or Chris, just let us know. We'll give you some ideas, we'll give you some tips. <laughs> I hope we become the experts on this. <laughs> We become the executive producers of the Dragon Ball live action film somehow. Hell yeah. And the only contributions that we make will be like Piccolo has to be black. That's about it. There you go. Do whatever you need do whatever you need to do. I don't know what to tell you. We've all agreed already. 
All right, well, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace out. Peace.